Rams rookie receiver Puka Nakua has another huge game against the Saints. Is he a top 10 dynasty receiver? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also check her out at Pro Football Focus and Behind the Steel Curtain. On today's show, we're going to break down all of the news coming out of this Rams Saints Thursday night football game. We're also going to do some promotion commotion at the end of this show. Some players that you need to promote from your bench into your starting lineups in your playoff matchups. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But Kate, let's first start with our guy, Puka Nakua, who had another unbelievable game. Nine catches for 164 yards and a touchdown. Also added in two uh, carries for 16 yards. I mean, just an unbelievable season. Uh, you and I were talking pre-show. Do we think Puka Nakua should be a top 10 dynasty receiver right now? I think so. And I mean, Marcus, it goes so far beyond the box score, right? Like, you have to watch the game to truly appreciate the box score that Puka actually posted in this game. Like, yes, the the strength after the catch, the ridiculous. Uh, there's a, a ridiculous circus catch he made on the sideline that I thought for sure on first glance. I was like, there is no way this guy held onto that ball. No way. And then they replay it from just about every angle. And I'm like. No, this dude is for real. This, I, I think what I love most about Puka, and I think this is going to continue to propel his career forward. He plays with so much heart. He's got that dog in him for real. And it, <laughs> it, it's not just the attitude. He is backing that up with production. And I think the, the biggest question people have, and I, I think as the season's gone on, is like, well, what about Cooper Cup? I yep. think Cooper Cup either looks less healthy or he looks like he's slowed down. And I don't know which of those is the case. I would, I would tend to opt that maybe he's just less than a hundred percent. He entered this season, not healthy. Um, you know, there's a real possibility that like sometimes when you start the season with a, a pretty big injury, like you might just never be a hundred percent. Maybe we're seeing that play through a little bit here, but I mean, Puka looks like that guy and that I, I just, you know, I, I think if you would throw draft capital out the window, there wouldn't be any conversation at all. We would just, I think, be fine saying Puka's a top 10 wide receiver. So I've been a little bit hesitant to put Puka in that category because of Cooper Cup, as you mentioned, like, first of all, Matt Stafford loves Cooper Cup. He still had more targets yesterday than Puka Nakua. Um, and I think there is a good chance that he's banged up because he had an injury coming into the year, as you mentioned. He got re-injured. He took a helmet to the elbow in this game, and it clearly impacted him. 
But I think last night was like the first night where I was like, you know what? The number one receiver in this offense isn't Cooper Cup anymore. Like it's it's Puka Nakua, and they're trying to do things to make sure that Puka can get open, making sure that he's the guy, the focal point of this offense. And I think especially going forward with Cooper Cup's injury history, with his age, I'm not really concerned about Cooper Cup anymore eating into Puka Nakua's uh, targets. And Kate, you again, something else we were talking pre-show, this offense just funnels the ball to like three players, and those are the only guys that are getting targets. Like last night, for example, we saw Matt Stafford throw the ball 34 times. We saw 11 targets to Puka, 12 targets to Cooper Cup, six targets to Demarcus Robinson, and then Tyler Higby had three. That was it. Those were the only players that saw targets. So, yeah, I think it's it's reasonable to expect that Puka Nakua is going to average 11 to 12 targets per game with Matthew Stafford for the foreseeable future. Now, I think folks will probably wonder, and this is something that I've wondered too about Matthew Stafford, his health, like his future in the league. And obviously he looks very healthy right now. Um, but how, like, how much of this production do you think you're going to tie to Matthew Stafford? Now, like, just to be clear, Matthew Stafford is under contract through the 2026 season. So like from a contract perspective, we Gucci, we're good. Like you don't have to worry about that, but do you have any lingering health concerns about Matthew Stafford and maybe him retiring earlier than the length of his contract would suggest a little bit. He's also got some stuff going off the field that we just, we don't need to get into I could see him wanting to retire a little bit earlier, but he's also playing unbelievable. Like he's been incredible the second half of the season. And I think some of my concerns about his health are a little bit offset by, I just think Sean McVay is a really good coach. And if Matt Stafford does move on, I trust that Sean McVay is going to get somebody in here that can run his offense. Obviously, I probably nobody's going to be as good as Stafford in here, but uh, I'm just not that concerned. I, I think Puka is really good. I think Sean McVay is really good at getting these receivers open and knowing how to use them to their full potential. I, I think he's a top 10 receiver, Kate, but let's let's go through the names uh, of our top 10 dynasty receivers uh, via dynastyleaguefootball.com, and we'll figure out where he slots in. So let's just run through the top guys. You tell me when we should start to have a conversation. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Tyree Kill, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk. Those are your top yeah. 10 receivers. I, I have Chris Olave ahead of Jalen Waddell, but I think you could probably slot Puka right there in at wide receiver nine. So for, for reference, uh, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver seven. I have Chris Olave, wide receiver eight. I think Puka's wide receiver nine. And then we could talk about Jalen Waddle, Brandon Ayuk, that whole crowd. I think, yeah, I, I think Puka slots right in there. And I mean, you look at the age, he's 23 years old. He's already producing. Um, he's doing things at the age of 23 that we haven't seen Jalen Waddle do. Um, we haven't seen Brandon Ayuk do. And that's not to say that, that, you know, the, the, production we've had from Jalen Waddle. Like I, I know end of season, maybe we'll be talking about things differently, but I, I mean, Puka Nakua very well could be uh, breaking the NFL record for most receiving yards from a rookie ever. Um, 
like this, we're witnessing something special. And I think like from an opportunity standpoint, yeah, I'll take Puka over Jalen Waddle any day. From an opportunity standpoint, I'll take Puka over Brandon Ayuk any day. Like, I'm with you. I'm am with I you. am I off base there at all? Is that where you would decide to slot him in? I might even go higher, to be honest. Um, I Woo! love Chris Olave, one of my favorite players in the league. I've got a basement full of Chris Olave jerseys and autographed football cards and stuff. I, I was watching. You're the like game the about- bag lady, but yes, uh, you know Chris Olave edition. Yes, I love Chris Olave. <laughs> I was watching that game last night and I'm like, I would trade Chris Olave in my dynasty leagues for Puka. I just think he's going to help you win more weeks. He's more consistent. And I know Chris Olave had a big game, but I think on a week to week basis, Puka is going to be more helpful, helpful for your dynasty teams than either Olave or Waddle. So yeah, I have no problem slotting him over both of those guys. Wild. It's, it's crazy how far we've come, but Puka's just legitimately good, and he fits this offense so well. He fits Sean McVay. He fits Matt Stafford. I'm all in on Puka. Once again, you cover up the draft capital, and we're not even having this conversation because it would be a given, which I think is just such a testament to Puka. But like from an analytics standpoint, check. From an eyeball standpoint, check. From a dog in him standpoint, check. Puka Nakua is that guy, and – yeah, wide receiver nine in Dynasty for me. I'm going wide receiver eight. We'll even go one more, but you are you and I are on the same page. Absolutely a top 10 Dynasty wide receiver. Okay, let's uh, stay on the Rams side of the ball. I want to talk about Kyron Williams, who once again at another really big day. We will discuss him next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, time to order in with DoorDash. There's no reason to root for your favorite team on an empty stomach. Order on DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. I'm going to tell you, with so much football coming up this weekend on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, um, I'm going to be door dashing a lot this week. I cannot wait to just sit on the couch, watch football, order some pizza from my favorite places out here in Corey. Cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value right now on DoorDash. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOT23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's talk about Kyron Williams. Uh, another really good day for him. 22 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Did not receive a target in the passing game, but that's okay. You're going to take the, the stats here. Where do we stand on Kyron Williams' dynasty value? 
he keeps climbing the ranks, Marcus. And like, I, I, I did not know heading into the season or, or not heading into the season, even like amidst this breakout for Kyron Williams, I did not know if he was the real deal. And every single game I watch from Kyron Williams, I come away more convinced that Kyron Williams is just a really, really talented running back um, was drafted in the fifth round of the 2022 draft coming out of uh, Notre Dame and fell a little bit, but I think a lot of that, that lack of draft capital that he received in the actual NFL draft just kind of like kind of a, a lack of athleticism. Like he's not going to necessarily impress you uh, in, in terms of his like speed burst in terms of a testing perspective, but I do think he shows more burst on the field than you would guess based on his athletic testing. I think he shows more power than you might guess based on that athletic testing. Now, he, I mean, coming out just a really solid receiver was always, you know, involved in the passing game. Um, you know, but what I'm most impressed about throughout this entire season has just been his vision, his ability to make cuts, find open lanes he sees the field like a, a guy well beyond his years that wasn't drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft. I have a hard time talking about Kyron Williams because he was somebody that I traded for before the season. And then I cut him like two weeks into the year. And now this bothers me because I don't have, but let's talk about his, this, this rise for him because going into the month of September, Kate, his overall ADP was 228. Without looking, do you know what it is going into December? Um, I I know it's high. I know it's high. Um, 26.7. Wow. Uh, right now on Dynasty League Football, he is being drafted as RB8 in Dynasty Leagues, which I think when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, that's wild. That's way too high. Then you start to look at like the names behind him. You're like, no, I'd rather have Kyron Williams. I'd rather have Kyron Williams than Tony Pollard. I'd rather have Kyron Williams than Saquon Barkley. Uh, I, I think what's so intriguing here is that Kyron Williams is putting up a big year. And there's just, he still has two years left on his deal, which we know that matters a ton when it comes to stability. I, I look at all the other running backs that are going in his range and I have a hard time not liking him the best out of I'll give you an example. Would you rather have Jonathan Taylor or Kyron Williams right now? I was actually going to bring that up, Marcus, uh, looking at some of the recent trades involving Kyron Williams. Guess who uh, was traded straight up for Kyron Williams? I, uh, Kyron. Just, I think it's very reasonable to say Kyron Williams. Like, look, we, we already talked about the trajectory of this offense. Matthew Stafford's here to stay um, as long as he is, you know, still playing this caliber of football. I can't imagine that he bows out of the game at this point. Um, you've got Ipuka Nakua, who's just, just an absolute dog. And you've got Kyron Williams right there in the run game alongside him. He's 23 years old, um, playing the game as well as, as you could possibly ask him to do. And he doesn't have the touches on his body that no. Jonathan Taylor has. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think the injury history is is nearly as much. Either. And I don't even mean to say that Jonathan Taylor is, is necessarily injury prone. It's just like we're Kyron starting Williams. to see we're starting to see a pattern, though, with with Jonathan Taylor, like he was not hurt at all. I think that the stat was he never missed a practice in high school or college, not a single one. 
And over the last two years in the NFL, he's been dealing with his back injury, been dealing with a foot injury. Uh, he had a broken hand that's caused him to miss games. I mean, he's had like 1,200 rushing yards over the last two seasons. Um, and listen, shout out to you, Kate, because you were on Zach Moss forever. And like Zach Moss is just like a legitimately good player. And even when Jonathan Taylor has been healthy, the Colts have been wanting to use both of those guys where Sean McVay is, he falls in love with the guy and he's going to ride him. And I mean, Kyron Williams, like impossible not to fall in love with. Like I, I would encourage anybody if you miss the game, if you have like the, the NFL plus or whatever, Mm -hmm. go in there and rewatch Kyron Williams from this game. It's just absolutely incredible to see the way that he gets creative with running lanes. Um, Shout out for a GQ of uh, Devi. Oh my gosh. What's it called? uh, Destination Devi tweeted out that like, he looks like Lev Bell out there. And that Mm. is a hundred, like couldn't put my finger on it. And then I saw that tweet and I was like, he really does the way that he can just like jump cut and keep going. Cause he sees that lane available. And you know what? Like Kyron Williams, a smaller framed running back, um, you know, that ability to see the field, make those cuts and avoid contact like that, that's going to help him from an injury perspective. Like that helps some of these smaller backs. Like maybe he puts on some muscle volume. Um, You'd love to see that in terms of like generating yards after contact, but like the beautiful is he's good at avoiding contact in general, just because of his, his vision. And I, I think that's something that's so impressive and just so fun to watch. Let's run through a couple names just to see where you stand. Um, Travis Etienne or Kyron Williams? Ooh, Kyron Williams. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Devin Achan or Achan, I believe is how you say it. Achan. Kyron Williams. Easy. Easily for me. Easy. That See, this one's a little harder for me because there is a scenario where Raheem Mostart moves on after this year and you just get like, – I 100%. 20. I 100% agree, but here's the thing, Marcus. We're not even seeing Devin Achan get a full workload in this offense, and he has dealt with health issues all season long. We know that like, coming out of the draft, a big concern was that he does not have a big frame, and I think we're starting to see the effects of that, and he's not even getting a full workload. Give me Kyron Williams, who can play a third-down role, can take 20-plus touches in a game and come out the other side. I'm going to give you a really weird one. I mean, I, this, mo, I think our listeners are going to think we're crazy, but <laughs> Brees Hall or Kyron Williams? I'll still go Brees Hall. Yeah, so will I. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Kyron Williams. Why not? Hey, like, let's let's break the tie here. You're also a big Zach Charbonnet fan, so that, that doesn't surprise me that you would go there. Um, last one. How about Rashad White? Oh, um. I'll go with Kyron Williams because it, like, I, I know Kyron Williams, not as, as involved as a receiver, but I do think he's got just as, as capable a skill set as a receiver, as Rashad white, if he gets the utilization. Plus I think he's a much better runner on the ground. Like that one is that's tough for me because of the passing game work. Like there's just a floor with Rashad white because of what he can do as a receiver uh, where Kyron I'm doesn't get the that. floor, his floor as a rusher, quite a bit lower, yeah. quite a bit lower. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's do some promotion, commotion, some players that you should promote from your bench into your starting lineups in week 16. We will get to that next.
This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've ever had playing DFS. I love how many different players and how many different stat projections that you can choose from. I also love that Price Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day, we are going to be off on Monday. We do have a special show that's going to be posted on Christmas Day, so you make sure you tune in for that. Matt and Ryan, back on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Kate, you and I, back on Friday. Busy week, busy week, even though we've got the holidays. Kate, let's do some promotion commotion. We know you guys are in probably the semifinals of your fantasy playoffs. Who is the player that you are promoting from your bench into your starting lineups this week? I'm here to talk about Chase Brown, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, who – Like I'm, you know, maybe I'm a jaded Steelers fan, but I'm in the mode of this defense is decimated. You start any and all players against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that also applies to Chase Brown. He said nine or plus or nine or more touches each of the last three games. He's been getting work alongside Joe Mixon as a receiver, getting some work in the screen game. And you have the Steelers defense who they've already been decimated at inside linebacker. Nobody can cover the middle of the field. Now they're down. Three of their top options at safety. You have cornerback Patrick Peterson, who's going to be playing safety in this game. This is going to be a mess. And I do think that just that work as a receiver, um, you know, that involvement, that that trending upward. I I love Chase Brown. He's led all running backs in the Cincinnati Bengals uh, running back room with a 21% missed force tackle rate over the last three games, averaging 4.5 yards per carry. He's going to have plenty of room to find some wiggle I think against the Steelers defense I think the Steelers might be without the top four safeties right because no Minka no KZ no Keanu ah, and, and Trent Thompson. Thompson yep yeah and there's a potential that Elijah Riley who's on injured reserve might not play as well so you could be without five safeties it's it's not I might great safety. Yeah. yeah well and we should also mention not only are they without all these safeties but they're also without their top two linebackers uh mm-hmm. Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb um, so yeah, I, I think it could be a rough day for the middle of the field of that defense. So I like that call. Uh, Kate, I'm going with somebody who you named a couple of weeks ago. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is somebody that I'm Ooh. starting this week. Now you, we, we had a nice little bet on Clyde a couple of weeks ago. We're not going to do this again, but no, we're uh, not. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco is coming back this week. Uh, but I, I wonder how healthy he really is. Jarek McKinnon does not seem like he's going to play. He's missed the last couple of practices with a knee injury. They're playing the Raiders at home. 
if you know any of the history about like Mahomes against the Raiders, he loves putting up points against this team. They scored 31 a couple of weeks ago, like one of their few offensive explosions. I just won't be surprised at all if it's another one of these 15 touch games for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and he gets in the end zone. Yeah, I, I like that, especially if he's kind of on, on cleanup duty. Uh, let's talk about a rookie, uh, wide receiver Parker Washington for the Jacksonville mm. Jaguars. They're headed to Tampa Bay this week. You might be without quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He's in the concussion protocol, but that means backup uh, CJ Beathard is going to get the going to get the call. And you know what we always see when we see backup quarterbacks coming in, we see those connections to some of these like third and fourth string wide receivers and Parker Washington going to get some playing time. Zay Jones considered week to week with a hamstring injury. Both of these teams are in like a, a must win situation, but between that, I'm not saying the the quality of target from C.J. Beathard is going to be all that high, but the Bucks secondary, it, you know, of course, has struggled throughout you know most of the season uh, since Week Ten, uh, giving up 180 receiving yards per game to opposing wide receivers. That's the fourth most in the league. Um, you know, I, I think Parker, we're seeing a, a increased role over the past three weeks. He's had six or more targets two of the last three games. He's had touchdowns. Uh, in two of those three games, I think this could be a really interesting spot for both a volume play and like maybe rack up a little bit of yardage against this Buck secondary. All right. Last one for me. And I'm actually, you're going to need to help me. So I am in a super flex league where the quarterbacks don't score a ton. They actually get penalized a lot for interceptions. I think it's four Ooh. points for a touchdown minus three for an interception. Wow. So there's a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of quarterbacks that are available on the the waiver wire because our benches are short. You only have five bench spots. So a lot of these like mid tier quarterbacks are just available. So of these quarterbacks, I want you to tell me which one you would play this week. Nick Mullins against the lions, Ryan Tannehill against the Seahawks, Easton stick against the bills, Mason Rudolph against the Bengals, Taylor Heineke against the Colts, Aiden O'Connell against the chiefs, Trevor Simeon against the commanders, Joe Flacco against the Texans, Bailey Zappi against the Broncos or case Keenum against the Browns. Marcus, that's that's some pretty ugly work. Uh, can you start from the top again? Nick Ooh. Mullins, Ryan Tannehill, Easton Stick, Mason Rudolph, Taylor Heineke, Aiden O'Connell, Trevor Simeon, Joe Flacco, Bailey Zappi, Case Keenum. This might actually be me being a, a little bit of a homer here, but I'm I might roll with Mason Rudolph. Um, I do like from a a standpoint of what Mason Rudolph does well, he can throw a nice deep ball. And and I hope that the game plan is going to emphasize that a little bit this week. Um, it, Bengals not necessarily been like the strongest secondary. They've allowed plenty of big plays through the air. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, Marcus, like we had talked about this being a favorable schedule for Mitch Trubisky. Obviously, Mason Rudolph a bit less mobile. Uh, but I don't know. I don't hate it. Like I'm from a defensive matchup, I I I don't mind it. I'm gonna whisper this really, really, really quietly. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I do oh. because remember Pittsburgh just a few weeks ago. The the only 400 yard game they had on offense all season and over the last like three years came against the Bengals on the road. Now they've lost DJ Reader. They've lost a couple other guys on defense. Like I just won't be surprised if Mason Rudolph has 275 yards and two touchdowns. I just won't be. Yeah, uh, Cam Taylor Britt is he out uh, for this? Like the yes. the whole yes, yes. like 
this should and again i keep saying this every week it should be a great game for the steelers we'll see we'll see um but mason rudolph i i maybe rudolph he'll, on christmas he'll leave is, your yeah yeah leave like you can't say no to that playoffs. yeah yeah <laughs> That's uh, poetic. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Go check out our YouTube channel. It means everything to us to go subscribe, like our videos over there. We are free and available on all your podcasting platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, happy, have a happy holiday uh, this week. Enjoy all of the football games. And we will see you right back here on Tuesday. Cannot wait. Should be a ton of fun.